Hey, this is Pastor John Ryan Cantu from Numa Church in Houston, Texas. Thank you for listening to the message today. I hope that it blesses you and all those that you share it with. God bless you. Pastor Melissa was saying, you're everywhere today. <laughs> I am, but not on, not on purpose. I, I, I wasn't supposed to preach this Sunday, but it got moved. Um, but I am happy to be before you guys this morning. Would y'all excuse me? Would it be weird if I take off my heels? Y'all, to have two services in heels, it's a little rough. my heels to be a distraction um, but that's why I, I like to wear my my tennis and my jeans but I did I didn't today but the presence of the Lord is in this place do you feel his presence this morning the Holy Spirit is calling us into holiness Holy Spirit's calling us to go deeper in his presence whatever we've been doing up until now has not been enough and it's so amazing. It amazes me how the Lord works to align the words. Pastor Danny spoke about having the word in your heart and in your mind when you face trials and hard situations. That's in my sermon. Pastor Melissa spoke on, I am. And the scripture this morning starts with, I am, which is the last I am that Jesus said. So I know that God has something for you guys this morning. I pray that you will not leave the same and that you will connect to the vine this morning. I'm happy to be back. I wasn't here last Sunday. My sister and I had uh, went on vacation with my dad for the first time in our lives. Can you believe it? We have never taken vacation with my dad. It's the first time we ever do that. We went to the motherland. And we had good food. Especially the tias were like, Venganse a comer para acá and come over here and come over here. So we didn't really eat out. We ate home-cooked meals. But Mexican home-cooked meals. So you know they were good. And we got to spend some much-needed time with my dad. We've... We have never done that. One time we were even rebels and we stayed up until 2 in the morning chit-chatting with him. And it was three-year time, so you really know we were being rebels because it's one hour behind over there. Um, and it was a much-needed time with my dad. If you are a dad, take, I'm not saying take him on a trip. If you can afford it, take your daughters and your kids on a trip just without the mom because sometimes, you know, the mom takes care of everything, but there's something special about just taking a trip with the dad. And then what was the, the amazing thing of it is that when we were eating, we were buying stuff or whatever. Vienen con papa. Vienen con papa. My sister and I like, yes. We didn't pay for anything. Only for what we wanted to bring back. Uh, but I'm happy to be back. Um, I'm going to ask you to, to stand so we can read the word of God. Thank you, Pastor. Always an honor when he trusts us me with this privilege God gave me this word he 
gave me the title of my message. He said, barren, crossed off. Barren woman from the Bible, vine scripture. I was like, okay, let's get it. So I started studying the woman from the Bible that were barren. And then I go to the vine scripture. And I'm like, God, it doesn't connect. It doesn't connect. It doesn't. It doesn't. And I, and I sit in front of my computer, and I was opening my Bible, and I already had made all the, you know, the, uh, the study on the woman, and she was bearing this way, and she was bearing because of this. God closed her womb, doesn't and, and then I would, okay, this is ready. And then I would go to the vine, and, and it was like, God, it does. And then I told my husband, because he's out of town, I said, baby, it's not connecting. He's like, listen, pray. Close your Bible, close your laptop. He's going to give it to you. And yesterday we came for prayer and I'm like, God, I have bits and pieces. And I prayed and I said, God, please connect it. Please connect it. Please connect it. And once I went home and I sat on my computer, it was like, and then it made the connection. So I praise God for, for his mercy towards me. He made me work for this one. Let's go to John 15. Pastor Danny preached on John 14. So let's go to John 15. And we're going to read 1 through 8. And listen, I want, I usually preach uh, quick. I want to be a little quicker this morning because I want us to come to the presence of God. I, I, I want us to spend some time in His presence because the Lord wants to do something this morning. I just feel it in my spirit. The word of God says, I am the true vine. I am the true vine. And my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does, that does bear fruit, he, what? Prunes. So that it will even, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I also remain in you, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. Again, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am, he says again, the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Let's pray. Thank you, Father God, for being here this morning. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because I know you're in this place. 
Because I know, my God, that this word is for someone this morning. I ask, my God, that you would block any distraction that the enemy may want to throw their way to their minds, to their hearts, Father. That their mind and their hearts may be open to receive from you, Father. Don't let it be me. Let it be you through me this morning, Father. I don't want to say a word that goes against your will. I want it to be you. I praise you, my God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. As I was telling you, the title God gave me was Baron. Krastoff. Up there? Yes. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you ought to be producing something. You cannot be barren. There has to be some sort of fruit that you are producing. And if you are not producing fruit, then this word is for you. God wants us, Numa, to begin to produce fruit or continue to produce fruit in whichever group you are. If you've been coming to church for three, six, nine months, a year, and you're still kind of just chilling, I'm sorry to tell you, you're not producing fruit. You got to do something. You got to move. We have plenty of places you can help. You got to act. And at least you got to be showing fruit at home with your wife, with your husband, with your children, at work. There's got to be some sort of fruit that says, I have Jesus in me. I am connected to the vine. The image that came to my mind as I was preparing uh, this word was, remember the movie Avatar? Remember how they had the, you know, the tail and then they would like connect to something? And then when they would disconnect from it, like they couldn't be away from it too long. They had to go back and connect to it. So anyways, it has nothing to do with it. But that's the image that came to my mind. That we need to be connected to the vine. In the scripture that we just read, Jesus is talking to his disciples, right? And we see Jesus introducing himself on verse 1 as the true vine. Throughout the Bible, we find different scriptures where God refers to the people of Israel as a vine. I'm going to give you two of them. Psalms 88 says, you transplanted a vine from Egypt and you drove out the nations and planted it. Jeremiah 2.21 says, I have planted you like a choice vine of sound and reliable stock. How then did you turn against me in a corrupt wild vine? And you'll find other scriptures where uh, the people of Israel is referred to as a vine. So that's why right here he's saying, I am the true vine. He's talking about himself. He's not talking about the people of Israel. In those times, you could see the vines, right? It was very common to see the vines. Why? Because there was wine that would be produced from those uh, grapes. And so he gave them that example because it was very common for them to be able to, oh, the vine, you know, it was relatable. I want to go over three points with you this morning. My first point is you have to stay connected. We see Jesus now here in John, and he's introducing himself as a true vine and the Father as 
the gardener. You know me. I love my props. Can I please get my branches, Brother Larry? Thank you. I have three branches here. This one is freshly cut. Is it still alive? It's not a trick question, guys. Is it still alive? Yes. <laughs> it still has life, right? It's freshly cut. We literally just cut it this morning. My son went across the, the street and cut it for me. So it's a freshly cut branch. Can this branch produce fruit like it is right now? Why? I cut it from the tree it belonged to. Even as much as it will want to, this little one can, I'm going to produce an apple. It's not going to happen. Why? Because, and I'm sure this is not an apple tree, but if it were to be an apple tree, it wouldn't. Why? Because it's not connected anymore. Now, this is a sad little branch that I cut three days ago. It has little bitty fruit right there. I don't know what it is, but the goats love it. And it's two days, three days today old. Is it still green? Eh, kind of. But you can tell it's going to die pretty soon, right? This one, pobrecita. This one's far gone. There, nothing's going to happen with this one anymore. There are three stages as Christians, as our wago, that we can find ourselves in. When you disconnect yourself from the vine, you may still be green for a little bit. Eventually, you're going to end up looking like that. You cannot be disconnected from the vine. You can fake it. But it's going to show sooner or later that you're no longer attached to the vine. Then you can still be a little more like, eh, I still get my worship on here and there, you know, when I go. And it's still like, but you're still not connected to the vine. And then there are those that their worship just don't come. Because troubles, because problems because the enemy threw that big arrow that he knew he was going to kill you with and you're, you're done. Whichever stage you find yourself in this morning, the Lord wants you to connect back to him this morning. The branches are nothing without the vine. I said a branch cannot produce fruit by itself. In the same way, when we disconnect ourselves from the vine, it will show. When you haven't spent time in prayer, it will show. When you haven't spent time in worship, it will show. When you haven't spent time in communion with him, in community with the church, it will show. When we become disconnected from the vine, you can eventually end up looking 
like this branch. We can experience that perhaps the joy is not as joyful as it was once, right? Your patience is not like it once was. Your self-control, whichever one, whichever fruit of the Spirit you want to attach to, when you disconnect from the vine, from the vine then you are not, you're not able to show the fruit. Now, fruit always bears the character of the tree it belongs to. Again, fruit always bears the character of the tree it belongs to. A pear can produce apples, a pear tree. An apple tree can give you peaches. It's only going to produce what it's attached to. What are you producing? What vine are you connected to? Because you got to be producing something. Good or bad, there's something that you're producing. But what are you attached to this morning? There's a say in Spanish, que dice, dime con quien andas y te diré quien eres. Tell me who you hang around with and I will tell you who you are. Who's influencing you? If you only connect to the vine on Sundays, and Monday through Saturday you are disconnected from it, you will produce fruit. Yeah, but not the right one. You can't just come on Sundays and say, Okay, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. Pluck. Give me. Give me. All right, God, see you next week. It doesn't work like that, church. And there are some of us that are getting through our walk like that. Another characteristic of the fruit is that it cannot be invisible. You can have invisible fruit. Fruit is always visible and fruit always exists for the benefit of somebody else. The fruit that you produce is not for you. It's for someone else. When you cut an apple, the apple's not going to eat itself, right? Because if it eats itself, then it, it, when you leave the fruit around for too long, I guess you can say it'll eat itself, then it's rotten. But you cut it to eat it. For me, thank you, apple tree, my apple. What are you producing that is benefiting someone else? Are you growing in the character of Christ and bringing God glory? Matthew 7, 16 and 18 says, By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn brushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. If we're not connected to the vine, we won't produce fruit. And if we do, it won't be good fruit because we are not connected to the source of good fruit. Verse 2 says, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Number two, pruning is ugly. The 
Look at that. That's a tree. That's a fruit tree that was pruned. And it looks ugly. Pruning is not pretty. If you are like me and you love gardening, you know that pruning, Pastor Maritza, is necessary for the plant to grow, right? My favorite thing about gardening is going to Walmart because usually that's where they're the cheapest. And you go to the clearance aisle. And I like to go for the plants that nobody wants, that the employees already didn't water anymore, the ones that they already gave up on. I like to get those plants. And sometimes I'm even like, man, it's already like gone. Like, why are they even charging $3.50 for it? Like, it's just give it away. But I'll buy it. Because I love to see the transformation <laughs> when I get it out of the old dirt, when I shake off all the roots, and I planted it in good soil. And when I plant it in good soil, I rejoice. And if there's, there are any gardeners in the house, you would agree. Are there any gardeners in the house? Pastor Melissa, the Lord have mercy. The Lord is working on Pastor Melissa's hands. But that, that's, that is to me, and I'm sure it's to you, Pastor Mita. It's so, like, it was dead. Like, they wouldn't even water her anymore. But we, we brought it back to life. And so sometimes we just got to let the master get you, shake you, prune you. And you're going to look ugly. <laughs> because when you go through a hard situation, it's not pretty. When you're going through trials, they're not pretty. They're ugly. And you may be wondering, God, when are you going to get me out of this one? Man, God, like, look, look, look at everyone around me is being blessed. And man, God, I'm over here like, God have mercy. He might be pruning you. For what? So that you can produce more fruit. So when you're going through your pruning season, don't complain. Just Tell them, thank you, Lord, because I know right now I may look a little ratchet, but I know that you're making me pretty through the pruning season. I saw Claudia's post yesterday. She said, when you don't have the right tools and you just get it out however you can, and she had a whole bunch of stuff that looked like that. All dry. Pruning is necessary. We have to go to the pruning. Maybe you don't understand why. Maybe you have more questions than answers. But don't disconnect yourself from the vine just yet. Don't leave. He's pruning you. If he's pruning you, it's because you can handle it. Remain in him and in the word. Point number three, remain. The Greek word for remain is meno, and that translates to stay or remain. Verse 4 says, remain, stay in me, stay in me. Alexa, stay in me. Heather, stay in me. As I also 
stay in you, remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. The Lord is telling you this morning, stay in me. Remain in me. You're not a lost cause. Just because you don't see it yet, that doesn't mean it's not going to produce. Stay. Stay in me. Jesus used this picture to assure his disciples of continued connection and relationship, even though he was about to depart from them. We must remain, church, remain. If you don't get anything this morning, please take with you that you have to remain in the vine Monday through Sunday, not just on Sundays. It says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Listen, I don't want you to think that we can ask for whatever we want, that that's what Jesus is saying, because that's not what he's saying. What he means is, if the word, the word, the word, remains in you stays in you our prayers I promise you they're not going to be self-centered they're not going to be about what I want and what God can do for me my prayers are going to align with God's will if I stay in the word so when he's saying if you remain in me if you stay attached to the vine Damaris and if you keep the word of God my word in your heart and in your mind your prayers will be answered why because I'm gonna go to the throne of God and I'm gonna say God I want more of you it's not gonna be God I want you to give me a house it's gonna be God I want to have discernment it's not gonna be God I want to win a million dollars it's going to be, God, I need more of your presence. Not, God, when am I going to get the race? Remain in his word. Listen, the word of God is the word of God whether you open it or not. It doesn't change. You can take it home and you can leave it there and it is going to start collecting dust. That's your business. Or you can open it. And when you open it, a rema word is revealed. You know what's a rema word? A rema word is a personal word. It's a word that God has for you. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is alive, alive, and active, and sharper than any double-edged sword, and it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Something happens when we open it. You want to gauge your spiritual walk? Open it. Open it. You're going to hear from God. Stop listening to TikToks, stop listening to your friends, stop listening to the news, stop, lis stop listening. God wants you to listen to his word. God wants you to get in his word so that he can speak to you. There are many Christians that go through life saying, God, why won't you speak to me? Open your Bible. I want to speak to you, but you just have it there collecting 
Sometimes I know the word can be hard. Study it. Go get. If you use Google for everything else, use Google like what what does what does this word mean? What does it? And I promise you that if you sit there and you get a notebook and you get a pen and you let the Holy Spirit just come on, God, it's just you and me. He will give you discernment. You will understand what you're reading. And the Rema word will come. Right now, my husband is out of town. I don't see him. I'm not going to see him for a whole month. I can hug him. I can see him face to face. If I had zero contact with my husband during the whole month that he's going to be away, our marriage might be in a little bit of trouble. But we're constantly talking. We're constantly texting. We're constantly talking to each other. We're FaceTiming. So our love doesn't change because we're staying connected. There's no disconnect. Although I don't see him, although you don't see him, I don't see my husband, but we're staying connected. I don't see God, but you got to stay connected. God wants you to stay. 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 Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Stay. Don't just come on Sunday. Stay. <laughs> now, the woman that we're bearing in the Bible. Sarah was barren. But God had given Abraham a promise. And although she was, the word says, past the age of childbearing, she gave birth to Isaac. This taught me that it's never too late to produce. It doesn't matter how old you are. You may already be considered an anciano or an anciana of the church. You can still produce fruit. She was past the age and she gave birth. It's never too late to produce Abraham was connected (laughs) to the vine and the fruit came. Rachel, she saw her sister Leah having children while she was barren. The word says, but God remember Rachel and opened her womb. Your fruit can't look like anyone else's. You might be looking around saying, man, God, everyone's producing. Everyone's producing by me. Everyone's showing fruit by me. Just like Rachel was. Stay. Stay. Your fruit is coming. Hannah. She had everything she wanted financially. But all she wanted was a son. We read that the Lord had closed her womb. I had never seen that before. To us that is study. Sometimes you go through school and you read it, but then you read it again. The Lord had closed her womb. When Samuel was born, the word says that word from the Lord was rare and visions were infrequent. Then I got it. Hannah wanted a son, but God needed a prophet. Perhaps you've been putting in the work. And you can see the fruit yet. Stay. 
the fruit that you will produce is going to impact the right people at the right time. Like Samuel was born at the right time for the right people. Last one, Rebecca. Rebecca was barren and Isaac pleaded with the Lord on behalf of his wife. On behalf of his wife. Because she was unable to have children. Remember how I mentioned that the fruit you produce is meant to benefit others? Isaac pleaded on behalf. And his wife gave birth. Rebecca benefited from the relationship Isaac had with God. Isaac was connected to the vine and he pleaded to the Lord Lord remember my wife and Rebecca produced sometimes the fruit will come when you attach yourself to a fruitful tree and multiplication happens can I get the worship team to come Abigail can you come Your fruit is meant to benefit others. Damaris's fruit, I'm going to cry, has benefited Abby because we joined together. She has been my disciple for a year now. Okay, but it didn't stay there. Now, She's joined with Sikh's wife. I attached myself to the vine. And I decided that what I was producing had to benefit someone else. And along came Abby. And after Abby, it's Daisy. And when Daisy's done, Daisy's going to have someone else. And that's how the branches begin to produce fruit. Listen, I'm not that old, but she's like my daughter. (laughs) So is your fruit benefiting someone? And if it is, who is it benefiting? I don't know where you find yourself this morning. I don't know if you're attached to the vine. I don't know. Where do you identify yourself? I don't know if you're still connected. I don't know if recently you just said, God, you know what? This is too much. I'm I'm out. You still have the word of God. You still have the songs. You still have time with him. But sooner or later, it's not going to be enough. I don't know if it's been a while. And you're already looking kind of dry. You're already missing that time. You're already missing the nutrients. You're hardly missing from what the vine has to offer. I don't know if you already like, this is the last Sunday I go. You don't speak to me this Sunday, I'm done. Because everything else is dry, everything else is going wrong, everything else is failing, I'm done. Perhaps you're in your pruning season. It's okay. It's going to be okay. 
as long as you stay connected to the vine. Sit down, listen. He speaks. We can't complain that God doesn't speak. One, he speaks through his word. Or he may use someone to speak into your life. Or even in your prayer life, you would just hear a gentle whisper that just speaks into your life and makes you like water. When you water your plants, when I water my plants, sometimes they look sad. We came back from Mexico and they were sad. And I water them and then they get all perky. They get so pretty because they're like, yay, water. Can we stand this morning? I want us to spend time at the altar today. I want us to come before the presence of God and be honest with yourself because you're you're either connected and if you're connected, I want you to come to the altar and say, God, give me more. God, I'm connected. I'm not going to let you go. But I need more. I need for tomorrow and I need for Tuesday and I need for Wednesday. Or perhaps you already disconnected from the vine and the Lord is calling you back into his presence. Stay. 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 Stay, says the Lord. Stay. Remain. Remain. If I'm pruning you, it's because you're going to produce more fruit. But stay. come to the altars this morning church spend some time in his presence Father I thank you for this word Lord I thank you Father for this word my God that it will be fruitful in the hearts of those who needed this word my God I ask my God that you will begin the work that you begin to pour out your spirit that you begin to fill our cup once again Lord that we'll be able to stay connected to you my God because it's from you the life comes It's from you that all good things come. Thanks for listening. If you'd like some more information on Numa Church, visit us on our website at mynumachurch.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share it with your friends on social media and tag us at mynumachurch. Thanks again and God bless.